I've heard it said you steer where you stare. We are bombarded daily with voices vying for our attention. And if we fill our days and minds with Netflix and social media feeds, we can get off track pretty quick. That's why I developed a 30-day music challenge. Listen to Christian music exclusively for 30 days. The challenge is free, and I'll be right there with you every step of the way. Head over to michellenizette.com forward slash 30-day challenge to sign up. Change your music, change your life. You're listening to More Than a Song, episode 82. Hello, and welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. Last week, we talked about keeping the main thing the main thing, and that is our heavenly inheritance and eternal salvation, that we would keep this clear in our mind and focusing on it will help the other details of our lives to fade and blur in the background and help us keep our perspective. And this week's song, From the Day, by the band I Am They, celebrates our salvation and leads us to new places in Scripture to help us ponder the details of our eternal salvation. And I cannot wait to jump into the song and into Scripture, so let's get to it. From the day you saved my soul I used one of my favorite resources, newreleasetoday.com, to explore the story behind the song. And this week I have used, I'm going to use the scripture references that the band infused into this song as my starting point. Now, in the article, uh, band member Matt Hines said this. He said, we had a couple of scriptures that we wanted to fuse into the song. We wanted an up-tempo, energetic song, and what surfaced in each of us was to lift up a song about the collective day of our salvation. We were thinking about the verse in Isaiah 51 about entering Zion with singing and everlasting joy, and we were also thinking about Revelation 21, where it describes how God is our light source and we won't need a sun uh, there won't be a need for a sun anymore. Okay, so that was what he said in the article. So right there, again, the whole purpose of of the podcast is to take the current songs that are that we're playing listening to on the radio and point us back to scripture. And what I love about some of these stories behind the song is that they do that for me. The um, Ken Davis who is the interviewer and does all these story behind the songs articles. Um, he he and I, I think are kindred spirits. I'd love to meet him one day. But anyway, he always gets those verses out of the band. Now, sometimes on this podcast, I use those verses and head in the same direction. And sometimes I go completely different. Of course, that's my prerogative, right? The whole point is to point us back to scripture. So if there's um, ever a reference, a specific reference to scripture in the lyrics of the song, that's a, it's a generally a good place to start. So I love that they said, okay, Isaiah 51 and Revelation 21. And so that's where I started. And I really, um, I love this idea of this, uh, of our collective day of salvation. I want, I want you to think 
back to the day of your salvation. And what was your life BC before Christ? Okay. And out of the darkness, he brings us into the light and freedom that we never knew. And when writing this song, of course, again, the band was thinking about Isaiah 51 and Revelation 21. So to jump in first, let's go first to Isaiah 51. Now, this is one of those weeks where I wish I could like assign some homework to you and then have you report back and then we could talk about it. (laughs) So I really wish you could read Isaiah 51 several times in several translations like I did this week to prepare before we even talk about it so that we could have that same baseline to learn from. But I'm going to do my best today to give you a taste and hopefully you will be inspired enough that you can't help but read it or listen to it for yourself. So the verse that the band referred to in the interview is Isaiah 51 11. It's going to be our memory verse for the week and you can always download free memory verse art for your phone, desktop, tablet, or even a printable version. I send that weekly to my subscribers. So if you go to michellekneesat.com and subscribe on the right-hand side, you'll get those free resources weekly. And that's how you'd get this week's free resources. So Isaiah 51:11 says, "Those who have been ransomed by the Lord will return. They will enter Jerusalem singing, crowned with everlasting joy. Sorrow and mourning will disappear, and they will be filled with joy and gladness." Now the word translated ransomed in this version, I I read it to you in the New Living Translation, can also be translated redeemed. And that we've talked about that before, being redeemed, being bought back. And when we accept the salvation, our Redeemer, Jesus Christ offers, we will enter the holy city crowned with everlasting joy. Our salvation comes with it, a hopeful return where joy will never end, everlasting This just makes me think of a story that I read in Revelation. Of course, it was helpful that the band said Isaiah 51 and Revelation 21. And I did not, they didn't mention it in the article, but there are so many comparisons um, between these two books. We're going to jump into Revelation 21 right now, and we're going to hop back and forth between Isaiah 51 and Revelation 21. And I hope you get as excited about it as I have been this week. So let's Let's look at Revelation 21, verses 1 through 4. I looked again and could hardly believe my eyes. Everything above me was new. Everything below me was new. Everything around me was new because the heaven and earth that had passed, had been passed away. um, I'm sorry, the heaven and earth that had been passed away and the sea was gone completely. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, prepared like a bride on her wedding day, adorned for her husband and for his eyes only. And I heard a great voice coming from the throne. And the voice said, See, the home of God is with his people. He will live among them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them. The prophecies are fulfilled. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning, no more. Crying, no more. Pain, no more. For the first things have gone away. So just like we saw in Isaiah 51, we see that sorrow and mourning will disappear. And the redeemed will be filled with joy and gladness. Only this is the new 
Jerusalem. And this is where that everlasting nature of our salvation truly kicks in. So it's neat, isn't it, that a prophecy in the time of Isaiah is pointing to another prophecy given to the Apostle John, reflecting not just the eternity of God's chosen people in the Israelites, but the eternity of God's chosen people whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. And so for those of you who have never really spent a lot of time in Revelation, it makes me a little nervous to go there because I'm not this um, deep Bible scholar and I would never ever on any verse want to lead you astray. But I love to talk about what's coming for eternity. And so you just have to go and just jump in to Revelation. It's a beautiful picture of something that is um, is coming. And that's what we're trying to focus on is to remind ourselves that if we can refocus our long-term vision on what's coming, then the day-to-day sorrow and tragedy and mourning begin to blur. It doesn't mean that they're not there. And I don't want you to be so heavenly minded that you're no earthly good. I just know it brings me a joy and a hope that I can't express to you in words. And I want you to have that same joy and hope. This is not a story. This is not a fable. This is a promise. This is a revelation of what was is coming. And I recently heard, and I hope I say it, uh, do it justice, but I recently heard a sermon as well where this is the new Jerusalem. This is truly a new city. There will be a new heaven and a new earth. And so um, not to confuse things too much, but if you die in Christ, you will be with him immediately. Scripture says that you will go to heaven and be with him immediately. But this is after Jesus comes back. This is after all of Revelation. This is after the the millennia, the thousand year reign. This is after all of that. This is like the end of the end where we begin the forever with um, God in, in a place that he designed and that scripture tells us that Jesus goes to prepare a place for us that I think he's preparing even now and a place that he's going to live among us where we can see him face to face. So it's really, really exciting. And I want you to um, read it for yourself. I really do. So at this point, though, I've read Isaiah 51 several times in several translations, and I was just trying to let it soak in. And then all of a sudden this light bulb goes off and I realize I'm reading in Revelation 21 that there are several things that I've read in Isaiah 51 that are reflected in this picture of the new Jerusalem coming down. So Revelation 21 begins, everything above me was new, everything below me was new, and everything around me was new because the heaven and earth that had been that had been passed away and the sea was gone completely. So in verse 6 of Isaiah 51, it says, look up to the skies above. Okay, back we're back to Isaiah. Look up to the skies above and gaze down on the earth below, for the skies will disappear like smoke and the earth will wear out like a piece of clothing. The people of the earth will die like flies, but my salvation lasts forever. My righteous rule will never end. 
So you saw it in Revelation 21 and you see it in Isaiah 51. Again, it's really hard to express the excitement because I was, you know, reading in this one place over and over and over again, just trying to let it soak in, which is what I encourage you to do. And then I go jump over to Revelation 21 and realize I'm reading the same story. And so it's really, really neat. In Isaiah 65, it says this, look, I am creating new heavens and a new earth and no one will even think about the old ones anymore. Be glad, rejoice forever in my creation. And look, I will create Jerusalem as a place of happiness. Her people will be a source of joy. I will rejoice over Jerusalem and delight in my people and the sound of weeping and crying will be heard in it no more. In Revelation, that's in Isaiah, Isaiah 65. Revelation is revealing what that new city is going to look like. Um, I'm not going to go over it in this podcast, but it gives you dimensions and it gives you what it's going to look like. And people aren't sure if it's just a metaphor when it says like each gate is a giant pearl or if it really is a giant pearl. But either way, it's going to be pretty great. And so if you can go and look, it's going to be enormous. It's not just um, like one of the biggest, most spread out cities that I know of is Houston. It's bigger than the state of Rhode Island in um, just uh, size, uh, people and size, but uh, just the physical nature of the city. That's one of the biggest, most spread out cities that I know of. The New Jerusalem is going to span like 1,500 miles uh, square cube. Okay. So, I mean, it's going to be enormous. And so, uh, it's going to be beyond anything we can even imagine in today's, um, world, but there, but it does reveal to us enough about it that it's going to be a place of happiness, not just joy, but happiness. And it will be a source of joy. And again, the sound of weeping and crying will be heard in it no more. And so all three places, Isaiah 51, Revelation 21, and Isaiah 65, tell us about this. Now, I can get pretty excited about these sorts of things because when I find them on my own, it's just so exciting. And then that's why I want you to read it for yourself. But if we keep in mind what we started talking about last week in episode 81, if we clearly focus on our eternal salvation and we don't just drive by these verses, okay, we will see joy and happiness and delight in exchange for weeping and crying and death and mourning. And I love how the song reminds us that our forever starts now, though. You know, even though we've not yet experienced the promise of the removal of death and and pain and sadness, we know it's coming. It was revealed in God's word almost 3,000 years ago in the book of Isaiah and then again in the book of Revelation. That is where we need to focus. That's where we need to fix our eyes because generally we focus, we zoom in on, we fix our eyes on the pain and the death and the sadness because that's what's overwhelming us at the moment. But we need to focus, zoom in on, and let the rest of that blur away. Again, I picture, and I mentioned it last week, like a fancy um, video camera or a fancy still shot camera where have you seen that where there's like a blur in the background and the the focus of the shot is clear and crisp and clean and everything else just kind of blurs and fades away so this is what we need to do we need to focus and get a clear picture of the hope that it offers 
I want to look at another neat comparison between these two texts. So I read in Isaiah 51, again, back to Isaiah 51, verse 3, the Lord will comfort Israel again and have pity on her ruins. Her desert will blossom like Eden, her barren wilderness like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found there. Songs of thanksgiving will fill the air. Ah, so when I read those word, these words uh, in Isaiah, I was reminded of a picture that I, I kind of kept reading. I did that. I was reading in Revelation 21, and it was such a cool story. It's so, oh, it's just beautiful that I just kept reading in Revelation 22. And I'm glad I did because in the first few, few verses of Revelation 22, verses 1 through 5, this is what I read. This is John saying, My heavenly guide brought me to the river of pure living waters shimmering as brilliantly as crystal. It flowed out from the throne of God and of the Lamb, flowing down the middle and dividing the street of the holy city. On each bank of the river stood the tree of life, firmly planted, bearing twelve kinds of fruit and producing its sweet crop every month throughout the year. And as and the soothing leaves that grew on the tree of life provided precious healing for the nations." No one or nothing will labor under any curse any longer. And the throne of God and of the Lamb will sit prominently in the city. God's servants will continually serve and worship Him. They will be able to look upon His face, and His name will be written on their foreheads. Darkness will never again fall on this city. They will not require the light of a lamp or of the sun, because the Lord God will be their illumination." By his light, they will reign throughout the ages. Isaiah tells us her desert will blossom like Eden. And then we see an Eden-like picture in the New Jerusalem with the tree of life front and center. And I noticed several things as I read this revelation. Some are just kind of flat out interesting to me, but I'm not sure of their spiritual relevance. And the others just speak clearly about what is and what is not. So first of all, the living river that flows from the throne of God and the Lamb reminds me of a discussion that we had in all the way back in episode 19 and a vision of Ezekiel. But did you notice the tree of life is firmly planted on each bank of the river? That's a big tree. It's going to span both banks of the river. And the, the other thing I noticed is that the leaves of the tree provide precious healing for the nations. The very next verse confirms that we will no longer be laboring under any curse. Okay, so it's going to be as God intended it from the beginning. But healing will still need to occur. This tells me that God's God's not going to just wave his magic wand as if sin and pain never existed. It just won't be anymore. But healing will still be necessary. There will still be scars. There will still be proof that sin and death and pain and sorrow once reigned, even though it will be no more. And as we read here, our song refers to the light that God himself will bear.
back to Revelation 21, it says it this way uh, in verse 22. And in the city, I found no temple because the Lord God, the all powerful and the lamb are the temple. And in the city, there is no need for the sun to light the day or the moon to light the night because the resplendent glory of the Lord provides the city with warm, beautiful light and the lamb illumines every corner of the new Jerusalem. In Isaiah 51, it says this, Listen to me, my people. Hear me, Israel, for my law will be proclaimed and my justice will become a light to the nations. In Isaiah, God says his justice will become a light. In Revelation, his very presence is light. And the nations are mentioned also in Revelation when it says, And all the peoples of all the nations will walk by its unfailing light, and the rulers of the earth will stream into the city, bringing with them the symbols of their grandeur and power. During the day, its gates will not be closed. The darkness of night will never settle in. The glory and grandeur of the nations will be on display there, carried to the holy city by people from every corner of the world. And Revelation 21 ends like this. Nothing that defiles or is defiled can enter into its glorious gates. Those who practice sacrilege or deception will never walk its streets. Only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life can enter. Matt Hine with the band says, says this about what we see in Isaiah and Revelation. He says, those are such awesome pictures of what we have to look forward to because of our, because of our salvation. Something to celebrate. Something that's been cool to hear is how the song is connecting to people's stories and to hear about the day that they found God and he found them. We have six different band members with crazy stories about finding Jesus and what he has done in our lives from that day. It's been awesome to relate to people that way. Not everyone in the band grew up in church. There were some atheist conversions that happened in the band. It's been a really awesome song to celebrate with people. So what's your story of salvation would you share it with me? Share it with me via email, michelle at michellekneesat.com or on Facebook or Twitter. We can talk about it. But I think the big lesson for me this week has been this. Reading God's word can be interesting without having these huge like personal application moments. There's so much we don't know and won't know until it's revealed. And I just kept praying for this neat and tidy three-point devotional this week. And I just kept feeling like the Holy Spirit was saying to me, aren't you just having enough fun? Aren't you having fun just hanging out with me in my word? And isn't that enough? Didn't you just enjoy me? Isn't it enough to just enjoy it? So I prayed for you this week that you would be able to hang out in his word and just enjoy it. And just because you don't get some big aha personal life application moment that you could just be kind of excited like I was and maybe flip back and forth and see this and see that and read it in different translations and all that. So what's next for you? Well, I encourage you to read Isaiah 51 and Revelation 21. Do what I did. Read them several times in several translations. Slip into Revelation 22 and explore the new Eden-like environment. Maybe even look back at the beginning of Genesis to see what it was like to be reminded of what the curse was exactly because the promise is the curse will be no more. And while you do all of this, continue to get a really clear picture of what our eternal future holds. And perhaps this focus can help your current circumstances fade into the background of the brilliance of our forever with the eternal if our names are written in the Lamb's book of life. 
And then while you're in God's word this week, let me know how you're doing. Email me, michelle at michellekneesat.com. Hop on Twitter, hop on Facebook. Let's talk about what you're learning. Before I tell you what song will be featured next week, I want to shout out to Heidi from Texas, LaVon from Arizona, Angelique from Cutter, Angela from the UK, and Kathy from South Carolina. They are my newest subscribers to my website. And I had mentioned it before, but the benefit of subscribing is that I will email you once a week. And in that email, you will get a weekly memory verse resource to display on your smartphone, tablet, desktop, or you can even print it out. And you will get an email recap of the week's episode. And you can get instant access to any of the resources that I create for my episodes. Sometimes I'll create extra resources. And so my subscribers will get instant access to that. It's just my way of saying thank you for listening. So head over to michellekneesat.com to subscribe today. And don't ever miss an episode of the podcast by subscribing in iTunes. While you're there, you just leave me a written review and a star rating. I would be so appreciative. This encourages me, first of all, but most of all, it helps me stay visible to new listeners and gives me credibility with them. So as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast, just like C.S. Miller 61, who says the encouragement to open our Bibles and look intently at God's word is just what is needed to stay focused on Jesus. I agree. And Shanna, who says, um, as she hears the songs uh, we've used on the podcast, she is reminded of the lessons that she has learned and is able to go deeper into the word. Woohoo! That's exactly what I was hoping for. I love it. Thank you so much for taking the time to review the podcast. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will use Even So Come by Christian Stanfield to jump into scripture because I just can't get enough of Revelation right now. So we're going to jump back into scripture by using this song. And if you liked this episode, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneesat.com forward slash 82. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.